welcome to the Unfair Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast with Siegfried Ruhl, Oz Class Advisor, Directorate General for Budget, European Commission. Uh, in short, uh, Siegfried helps run the NGEU. Um, I'm John Orchard, OMFIT CEO. NGEU is the special 800 billion euro recovery fund set up to help Europe's economy bounce back from the significant contraction brought about by COVID-19. Uh, NGEU was set up with the popular phrase in mind at the time, build back better, uh, with a third of the fund dedicated to green lending and borrowing. Uh, OMFIT has found in a recent survey, actually, that Reserve managers already believe it has brought uh, the SSA green bond market into the mainstream as a result. Uh, and we'll talk about that a bit with Siegfried in a moment. Uh, NGEU is, big, is a big deal in several ways. Uh, it introduced a new euro-denominated safe asset, uh, potentially changing the attractiveness of the euro to reserve managers beyond Europe, uh, and maybe also providing an additional means on top of the European stability mechanism and the DVCB uh, to get around potential disruption in the Eurozone's uh, national sovereign bond markets in a future crisis. Um, some commentators in OMFIF sessions at the time of its founding also saw NGEU's lending as a great opportunity potentially to help fix long-standing uh, disparities in growth rates uh, between Eurozone member states. Uh, NGEU is due to stop borrowing in uh, uh, 2026 in terms of new borrowing, though it has been set up in such a way that it can carry on and be developed into Europe's own debt management office. Uh, we'll talk about that with Siegfried uh, as well. Uh, and, and of course, that's only if the council ministers potentially decide to do that. If not, a fund of this size will clearly be refinancing uh, for a long time. Uh, NGEU's establishment at the time prompted talk of a Hamiltonian moment for Europe uh, in reference to the pooling of debts uh, among the newly independent American states in 1790. Uh, we're probably some way from that. Uh, but in the meanwhile, Siegfried and his team uh, have plenty to do. So welcome, Siegfried. Thank you, John. Uh, you launched your first bond about this time last year. Uh, tell us how it's been going since then. Well, no doubt that this year has been more challenging than last year, but this is the case for all market participants. Raising inflation, greater volatility and sensitive markets, the end of uh, QE is impacting all of us. Luckily, so far, we have been able to manage to weather the storm. We successfully delivered on our uh, funding plan for the first half of 2022. We raised 42.5 billion euros via auctions and syndications out of the 50 billion we have announced for the first half of this year. And we still have one syndication and one auction left as of today. In addition to this funding for NGEU, we have raised funds for our SURE program and also uh, some uh, for the emergency MFA program for Ukraine. Here it is an amount of 1.2 billion euros. We will announce a new funding plan by end of June. And this funding plan for the second half of 2022 will be anchored around the funding needs of our next generation EU program. And I don't expect that it will surprise the market here. In addition, it uh, may take into account uh, some additional uh, funding needs for, for Ukraine under our MFA program, but uh, this is still uh, not finally decided yet and still in the approval process. So it's worth to, to look at our announcement 
end of June uh, for the funding plan uh, of the second half. Yet, on the other hand, it shouldn't surprise the market. Okay, thank you, Siegfried. And perhaps at a, a later date, we'll talk to you a bit more about uh, about uh, your work potentially raising uh, money for the reconstruction of, of Ukraine. But it sounds like so far uh, you have been a, a typically uh, well-practiced SSA uh, um, borrower in that you've got most of your funding done and under control uh, already at this point in the year. So uh, well done to you and your and your team for that. Um, the markets were excited about the introduction of a new Euro, a safe euro asset, as I mentioned, uh, when the EG, NGEU was set up. Um, how's that translated to demand for your bonds? Well, our flagship uh, program, Next Generation EU, indeed has been a success story so far, and we are working hard to continue this story. One year after our first NGEU bond issuance, now we have raised uh, 113.5 billion uh, in EU bonds uh, and uh, 23 billion of that in green bonds. This was done with nine syndications and seven bond auctions, and each transaction was uh, six to 16 times oversubscribed. So these tra the transactions received really strong demand, but not only in terms of of volume, but also in terms of number of investors. Sometimes we had more than 500 investors in our books. Most recently, our 3 billion tap of a 30-year bond was over 16 times oversubscribed, the most oversubscribed next generation EU transaction uh, to date. So this reassures us that the EU proposition is an attractive one, even in difficult times, and this gives us confidence uh, for the future. Excellent. Sounds like there's, uh, there's definitely plenty of demand. Um, tell us a bit about the investors then. How has the investor base evolved in terms of geography and institution type and compared to the one you might have been used to at the ESM, say, Siegfried? Most of our investors are currently in Europe, and this is no surprise. Europe is our domestic market. NGEU is a European project which was conceived as a response to a crisis which affected all our member states in a relatively symmetric manner. At the same time, we now offer a euro-denominated safe asset, which can certainly be of interest to investors outside Europe. Here we have, or we see, <clears throat> room to further develop our investor base, notably in Asia. So we are therefore working to make this offer known to Asian investors and the forthcoming conference organized by OMFIP in Singapore will be a good moment for us to speak about our proposition. Well, we really look forward to, uh, to doing that. Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, some people said that you might uh, eventually become a DMO. Um, let's not talk about that today. It's some way off, but uh, certainly you, um, you issue a bit like one. So remind us broadly of the proportions across the curve NGEU, um, right from uh, money markets through to the long end? In the course of the past 12 months, we have managed to issue benchmark bonds across the full spectrum of uh, bond maturities from 3 to 30 years. We completed our presence along the curve with our May 22 issuances of a three-year bond. We also started strengthening our presence by tapping the bonds and by issuing new bonds uh, on, on, on benchmark maturities. For example, a year ago, we issued our inaugural bond as a 10-year as a bond, and in the meantime, we have placed a new 10-year benchmark. We also have 
currently two green bonds outstanding with maturities of 15 and 20 years and we are working on continuing our presence in the green bond market. On the short end, we have established a regular presence on the money market and have currently uh, six-month six bills outstanding, which are regularly tapped also uh, when they have uh, reduced their outstanding maturity to a three-month maturity. On that basis, we believe that we have something to offer for everyone, for a wide range of investors, uh, different types of investors uh, with, with different profiles from central banks to bank treasuries to pension funds. Uh, thanks, Siegfried. Um, tell us then about uh, the, the derivatives market that's developing alongside your securities. Well, since the start of NGEU, the topic of a future on NGEU bonds is discussed in the market. At the beginning, with, with, with quite different views. In the meantime, I have the impression that uh, the views are a bit converging to uh, a position where market participants think in general it, it would be good to have an EU future, yet also um, it's a bit too early. The total outstanding volumes of uh, EU bonds have to increase. The market infrastructure, uh, and here I mean a secondary market liquidity, which is already uh, uh, very good, but should develop further. The repo market should develop further. We are also, especially on the repo market, currently uh, analyzing in how far we could support the, the development here. And once this is achieved, the EU future then uh, might be implemented. So it's more the end of the process than, than the start of the process. Okay, sounds like you're well on the way to being a um, properly uh, liquid issuer, Siegfried. We, we want to be it, yes. Uh, good. Let's uh, switch over to the asset side for a moment. Uh, what kind of demand for funds has the NGEU seen there? Um, how much has been lent so far, Siegfried? Well, the, the disbursements are indeed going to, to plan. So far, the Commission has approved 25 recovery and resilience plans. These are the spending roadmaps for the main instrument under Next Generation EU, which accounts for 90% of its finances. This includes the plan of Poland, which, however, still awaits a final rating by EU ministers. On that basis, 100 billion euro have already been dispersed to EU countries and a few more billions to different EU budget programs, which also get their financing on the basis of um, the NGEU issuances. The speed of the disbursements always depends on the pace of implementation of the reforms and the investments by member states. The disbursements are performance-based and they depend on the achievement of the agreed milestones and targets. Last year, we were dispersing at a higher speed because we had some pre-financing, but the pre-financing period is over and now the disbursements are linked to the achievement of milestones and targets. So member states have to implement the reforms and investments they have committed to. This is fully in line with our forecasts. Um, so when it comes to the loans, the Commission has just proposed a mechanism 
also part of the overall effort to support the EU's energy independence, which would enable EU countries to use the remaining available loan amount on the next generation EU to finance further energy projects. Once this is approved, this option is expected to boost the demand for loans and will likely uh, increase uh, uh, the, the, the likelihood that the full 800 billion of next generation will be used. Well, that, sound, that, that sounds very sensible, Siegfried. Um, so it sounds like the processes are working. Uh, OMVIV has found in a, a recent survey, as, as I mentioned at the top, um, uh, of reserve managers that they believe you've materially boosted the green bond market. Um, tell us how that program specifically is going, Siegfried, uh, and how the pricing compares to similar maturities uh, of your non-green bonds. The NGO green bond program was launched last October following the adoption of uh, NGO green bond framework a month earlier. This green bond framework is based on the ICMA green bond principles and fully aligned with them for a very simple reason. Because the EU green bond standard at this point of time was not ready. Um, and we had to start uh, issuing quickly to be able to finance the green and sustainable recovery. So we decided to go for the ICMA green bond principles and we will stick to it for the full lifetime of the program. So far we have issued 23 billion euro in NGU green bonds via syndication and via auctions. And uh, the currently allocated green bond expenditure is over 5 billion. Um, but we also launched earlier uh, this year our so-called green bond dashboard. This is a tool, it's available on our website where every investor can, can track how the money is used. It gives a very granular overview and interactive overview so investors can dig into detail um, how, how the money is spent, what are the eligible green expenditures which are financed via our green bond issuances. Regarding the pricing, our main objective of being active in the green bond market is to further develop this market to further develop and support uh, the position of the European capital market in the market for sustainable finance. So this is here our main objective. It's not about the pricing. Nevertheless, uh, the recent transa the transactions we had so far have shown that we were able to realize also a, a, a greenium of a, of a few basis points. Okay, good. Uh, well, um, uh, well done for helping develop that market. Uh, we've uh, known for a long time that it required a certain tipping point uh, to uh, to become uh, more uh, liquid and mainstream, and it seems that uh, NGEU is uh, is materially getting that done. Um, we talked a bit before, Siegfried, about the 2026 time limit on NGEU, and that's assuming it isn't extended for whatever reason, uh, and notwithstanding uh, the long tail of refinancing that I mentioned. Are investors still asking about this? Well, this is an ongoing question. And what is the status here? Next generation is a one of exceptional response uh, to an unprecedented crisis. 
However, while the phase of raising new liquidity will end end of 2026, we will remain an active issuer and meaningful issuer in the market after that because we will have to roll over maturing debt until 2058 when NGEU will be fully paid back. Regarding any additional funding programs, there are always additional programs like what I mentioned at the beginning. Uh, we raised already this year 1.2 billion uh, in the emergency MFA program for Ukraine. Another MFA program for Ukraine is in the making, but not decided yet, should it be agreed. The funding in a single digit billion amount will likely materialize in, in the second half of this year. And in the long run, <clears throat> while there are considerations about a, a potential support to Ukraine, um, but this is at a very early stage and the outcome will not impact the funding volumes in the second half of this year. There's still a long way to go until it becomes a concrete uh, proposal and announcement and also decision makers in the EU may choose to go a different way forward. So this is far too early to speculate about any of this. Okay, and of course it's way too early, uh, but we will talk to you about that uh, later on. Uh, we spoke um, uh, directly to the Ukraine uh, DMO, uh, which is still uh, working pretty well, but there are lots and lots of complicated considerations with, uh, with the reconstruction of Ukraine. But uh, it's good to know that NGEU is one of the vehicles that uh, may, be, uh, may be deployable to help, to help uh, do that important work. Uh, reserve managers uh, we surveyed, Siegfried, have mixed views. Uh, this was for our GPI survey recently, we're just uh, about to publish. They have mixed views on whether you're a de facto major sovereign, um, say, or a, or a supra, uh, with all the pricing liquidity differences that might entail. What's your view on that, Siegfried? Well, my personal view is that we are somewhere in between. In terms of the primary market of new issuance, volumes and techniques, we are close to, to the sovereigns, to the larger sovereigns. We have a decent share of our uh, funding issued via auctions. We have a, a primary dealer group, uh, which is uh, working similar to the ones of of uh, sovereign issuers. Um, however, in terms of trading in the secondary market, the bonds still behave a bit like, like SSA bonds and uh, trade close to the SSA market. So finally, to square the circle, I would say we are the most liquid and the most sovereign style SSA issuer. Our objective, of course, is to develop further into the sovereign space. Well, we very much look forward to talking to you about all of this in a lot more detail uh, in a few weeks uh, on the 19th of, of July in Singapore. So anyone listening based in Asia and involved in the wholesale markets, uh, particularly as a public or private investor, um, uh, do get in touch with us if you'd like to attend in person um, at Shangri-La in Singapore. Um, Siegfried, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for talking us um, through your current activities, very useful update, uh, and we look forward to seeing you again uh, soon in Singapore. Thank you, John. Looking forward to seeing you in Singapore. Thank you for listening to the OMFIF podcast.